Welcome to the Faith Led Business Podcast, a place where God and business come together so that you can answer your God-given calling using your unique gifts. I am your host, Monica Perez Burnett, mom of eight with two sets of twins. I am a visibility coach, a lover of all things apps and tech, and I am aiming to live a life of faith over fear. Welcome once again, and today we are going to be diving into one of the things we need in order to grow our business. And that is taking a look at how to have joy in the middle of trials. So let's get right into it. poll out there. (laughs) When was the last time you enjoyed a trial? I wouldn't say enjoyed. Let me, let me swap out that word. You felt joy during a trial. I don't think any of us enjoy the process. That's, that's a given. That's a for sure. But have you, any of you ever felt joy when most people will default to despair. When most people will default to hopelessness, to my life is never going to get better, that this this one moment is going to define the rest of my life. We're going to get into that. Did you just see joy and trials in the same sentence? Yes, you did. You can trust that your trials bring growth. Because God is giving you his strength and expanding you. I truly believe that lots of times it is through our trials that we get to experience God in his fullness. Doing the work on our behalf. Being in that space, giving us an opportunity to look to him and say, you know what? I can't. There is no way I can't, so I'm giving it to you. Take it over, Lord. Let me just take that deep breath that I've been needing to take for a very long time. I think a lot of us, including myself, I had someone ask me the other day because I was having, you know, like shoulder and neck issues and stuff. And they're like, do you actually breathe when you're at the computer or do you hold your breath a little bit? And so yesterday I was sitting there and so I became a little more aware, like, what is your posture? Are you, you know, when you are doing your work? And I noticed that I actually don't take full breaths. And I also noticed that I'm a little bit like constrained in my shoulder area. I'm not very loose when I'm typing. I'm like clenching and I'm even like squinting. Well, I do have glasses, but I'm just like still putting that extra pressure kind of like on my head while I'm doing that. And so we're all in this state of like this. And that's just doing your regular work, not even having trials and tribulations. You're already just all wound up tight. Add on to that something that comes out of left field and all of a sudden you're like even more. And so... 
it is considered, it's like considerate pure joy when you have trials and tribulations. Why? Because we have the opportunity to breathe, to breathe when we are willing to let go of control and give it to God. He's saying you can have joy. You can have the peace that you want. Just breathe. Do you feel, when you take a deep breath, do you feel release? Do you feel that stress just kind of melt away? Just even taking one deep breath, that already helped me to kind of calm down. God is saying we need to get to a place where you can breathe through your trials. And not only that, but you experience joy because you are expecting me to show up. You're experiencing joy because you are excited to watch me work in the middle of these circumstances. You're excited to see what I have for you in terms of growth in the middle of these circumstances. Breathe. That's not here written in the devotional, but it just came to me as something that he wants us to be able to do. It says, in fact, faith must be tried to its limits before it can grow beyond its limits. Faith must be tried to its limits before it can grow and expand beyond its limits. If we never give faith an opportunity to be exercised, how can you grow it? Just like a muscle. If you're wanting to watch your muscles grow, yet you never do the initial work <laughs> to start making it grow, you're never going to see it go any past where you push it. As long as you are on this side of heaven, you can be sure that God is not finished with his work with you and through you. You can be confident that God is continuing to make you more like Jesus, transforming you from timid to an unstoppable champion of faith. Timid to an unstoppable champion of faith. Don't tell me your personality type defines what you can or cannot do. The Lord can take someone who is completely shy and completely timid and make them an unstoppable champion of faith. You can read that. That's not me. You can read that in Philippians 1.6 if you need confirmation. So those of you business owners who are saying, well, I can't do a Facebook Live. I keep doing that. I keep using that as an example because that's, the biggest fear that I see lots of the people that I work with talk about. But it could be anything. Just even contacting somebody about your business. He can transform you from the timid, scared person who doesn't want to step in the gap for the people who cannot speak for themselves into the person who is the trailblazer. 
wanting to step into that gap and saying, look, I am fighting for your behalf with what I have to offer you. And it may not be the product. The product is only a tool to get your foot in the door, but it may be the bigger purpose that you have as a Christian entrepreneur to share a word of hope and light with that new customer. That is God's ultimate plan, using your business as a tool, always to point back to him. And so those people, because I hear it a lot, I can't with my personality. I can't, I can't do this. I, I need to work it around a different way. I'm sorry. He's saying Philippians 1.6, he can work through you and he will make it happen. His power is at work in you. Your trials are the tools he uses to grow and transform your faith. James saw trials that come your way as a good thing. The testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Perseverance, not giving up, seeing things through, doing the hard stuff, doing the monotonous stuff, doing the mundane stuff, the unfun stuff that we have to do in our businesses sometimes. It's not all fun. If I could just sit here and talk to you guys on live all day, every day, I would be in heaven. Yet my business requires me to sit down and create some marketing materials. It requires me to go into spreadsheets and see who's paid and who hasn't paid. And I, I really dislike that part of business. And my goal is to hand it over to someone who loves numbers because I do not. Yet, yet he's saying these are the things that create strength in us. Persevering, knowing that the outcome, the vision that we have is stronger than the ugh of having to do these monotonous things, of having to do the hard parts, about having to learn the skills in business that we need to learn in order to grow. As you face your trials today, you can look forward to a future where you are mature and complete and a finished work in him. So, let's take a look at trials. And let's take a look at growth really quickly. Let's take a look at our business and our life in general. And let's go back to the very beginning. Back to the very beginning. A very good place to start. Have you seen Sound of Music? Let's go back. All right. I'm not going <laughs> to go full on Broadway here. But let's go back to the very beginning where God said, I think it's a good idea to create man, but not only create man. I want to create man in our image. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. I want to create man in my image, which means 
Man is love. If you had to describe God in one word, it would be love. Right? But when we look at man these days, many times I think we see anything but love. So let's take a look at what happened. <clears throat> God said, excuse me, God said, I want to create man in my image. And he is the epitome of everything that I am in flesh form. There is no judgment. There is nothing but love. There is excitement for life. There is growth every day. Is a day of wonder and amazement. It's a good life. It's a good life. And then he said, I am going to complete this by extracting the woman from the man and having the ability to create a complete whole unit, something that can multiply my love. And the moment that this man and woman decided that there may be something better where the grass was greener, and they were convinced of that, they broke the bond. They broke the bond. And so what was created to be love, to be the embodiment of love, to radiate love, all of the sudden was the one who was in need of love. in need of recognition, in need of power, in need of control, in need of attention, in need of value and worthiness and feeling validated. That is not the man and the woman that God created, that God intended from day one. Do you see the big difference? They were created to be the embodiment of God in the world. And instead, it has turned into, if you look at the world in 2020, it is the complete opposite. It is all about me. It is all about what they'll think about me. It is a self-serving, Life, when Adam and Eve's only job was to worship and love the Father. See his gift in everything around them. And to be used by him to create good things, to make good things. So I want us, when we are looking at the trials and tribulations of life, to remember who we are. You hear that all the time. 
Go back to who you are. Remember who you are. Who are you? Who are you? Who you are is that person that God intended from day one. The one who felt satisfaction in serving. The one who felt complete just knowing that they had a bond with the creator. They didn't need anything from anyone in order to feel complete. In fact, excuse me, in scripture, it never says that Adam needed Eve in order to make him feel complete. It was God's expression of love that brought her forth to give him someone to chat with, someone to commune with, someone to have fun with, someone to hang out with. But never one depending on the other to feel complete. And yet many of our trials and tribulations revolve around the idea that this person isn't doing enough for me. This person ignored me. This person didn't acknowledge me. It's all about our need and people not filling those needs. And therefore, because we are relying every single day on people, on circumstances, on things to supply what we need, we are only as good as our circumstances. We are only as okay as how people are treating us. So where is the joy? There is no joy. Honestly, that to me is a pretty sad life. There is a ceiling that you hit. You can only be as happy as how people are treating you. You can only be as happy as the circumstances around you. What kind of life is that? I don't want to be there. Yet we are. Here we are. And so our goal as entrepreneurs, our goal is just human beings. When people say, remember who you are, it's to take you back to that place so that no day has to be a grind, so that no day has to be exhausting and you're done. So that every day has a purpose and that purpose is love and that purpose is connection with him so that anything that you do throughout your day comes out of overflow, not needing for someone to fill your cup. That is what it means when someone says, remember who you are. Because when we have that connection and we take that connection first, we reconnect. Then we go out into the world to serve others. Our job is to show them who they really are. 
Because if not, they're living that same catch-22. It's like everything is so connected, you can never get out of that vicious cycle. I'm not going to do this if they don't do this. I'm not going to do that because they did this to me. I'm always the one to apologize first. Do you see that even in our language, it's all about us? It's all about me? And God is saying, if you are to find joy, if you really want growth, you need to understand that the life you're living right now is so, so, so far from the life that I intended for you. And so our perseverance in getting back to that place of holiness, to that place of righteousness, to that place of thinking on him, to that place of making him first, seeking him first before anything we do on a daily basis. So that we never feel needy. People don't like needy people. They are a bother to a lot of people. People don't like complainers. People don't like whiners. Yet that seems to be acceptable now in our culture. In fact, you're automatically given a little badge, a little label for how much you whine about a specific topic or how much you talk about or complain about a specific topic. Then that is who you are because you've made it known so much. And God is saying, I have such a big plan for you. And your plan, the plan that I have for you is outside of you. It's outside of you. The plan for you has nothing to do with you. Because you are already whole in me. You are already complete in me. You have everything that you absolutely need in me. And therefore, my plan for you has nothing to do with you. It has to do with what you can do. Because I will be working through you and in you and growing you. We make our businesses about ourselves. We make our relationships about ourselves. We make life about ourselves. And we become reactive to what life is bringing us at any given time. And he's saying, we're so off track. We're so off track. Yet there is hope. There is hope. And that is why Jesus came to bring that hope. That is why Jesus came to make us realize. Look, it's time. It's time to shed that false skin that we have. 
and walk in boldness and courage. Walk like we are full instead of empty. And that is why he said, guess what? I'm leaving for a while. I'll be back, but I'm leaving for a while. And guess what? I leave you the best friend you could ever have. Holy Spirit, right there. So that he can guide you on a daily basis on how to get back to that person you were created to be in the garden. A couple nights ago, when um, it was the day where that morning, a few days ago, I was talking about the Holy Spirit and the three characteristics and all of that. And I was thinking to myself, you know, I don't think I've ever told my kids how much access they have to Holy Spirit. I don't think I've ever explained that to them. So that night before they went to bed, I gathered them up and I said, guys, I came, I came to them like all super excited. I said, guys, I want to introduce you to somebody. I want to introduce you to the best friend you will ever have. I said, I want to introduce you to someone who will never be mean to you, who will never judge you, who will always love you. And on top of that, is more than happy to guide you when you're confused. Is more than happy to give that like feeling in your stomach when something isn't quite right. And someone who will help protect you in those moments when you're just like, should I, shouldn't I? There's so many decisions that you guys will be making throughout your life. They were like just coming closer and closer. They were all in their beds, but they started like scooting up closer. Oh my gosh, who is this? Who is this? They were so excited. And I said, guess what? You have access to this best friend 24-7. Lily's been having some nightmares lately. And I told her, you even have access to this best friend when you wake up at night and you're scared. And they were so excited. They're like, who is it, mom? Who is it? I said, his name is Holy Spirit. And I explained to them who he was, why he had authority in that room, authority in them, why he was the best friend that they could ever possibly have. And that now that they knew it, they would never be alone. And they just sat there, the little guys, I mean, they, they just turned 10 and they just turned six. And you could tell there was like this, that's so cool. And at the same time, that's so strange. And at the same time, how is this even possible? I mean, all the things, all the questions you could see in their faces. And inside of me, I could feel that burning saying, Monica, this is the biggest gift you could ever give your children. Because Holy Spirit reminds you of who you are. 
which is our goal, which is why we persevere, which is why we have joy in our trials, which is why we have boldness when we go out into our own workplaces and we get it done. Today is an awesome day because it's all about perspective. It's all about understanding these foundations. Because when you do, when you get it, when it clicks, you're no longer moved by these additional things, by these people, by these circumstances. You consider it pure joy, no matter where you are, that you have the best friend available to you, encouraging you, moving you forward, taking you by the hand, yanking you, giving you a kick in the butt if you need it, whatever it is. He is working on your behalf. And so I'm excited now to give it a test. I'm excited now to encounter the next trial. In fact, I am in a few trials right now. So let me put it to the test. Will I approach it full and complete? Or will I approach it having someone needing to complete me. That is our challenge for today. That is our goal for today. To acknowledge who we are so that we can say with confidence, I consider it joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever I face a trial of many kinds. My faith grows stronger. Therefore, I am equipped even more for the next and the next. And I become equipped not only for myself, but for others as well. See, it's not about me. My faith is not about me. My faith is about being a testimony to others of what he is able to do and that they have access to this best friend as well. So let's get our day started, shall we? Let's continue in this same commitment to get this point. Father, we are so grateful, so grateful that you are always seeking for us to have better understanding about you, about who you are, so that we can understand who we are because you created us in your image. There is no room for tears in the garden. There is only hope, there is only joy, and we are wrapped in your love. Let us take 
who we would have been in the garden and bring it to our present day. They say, whatever you water grows. Help us to water those seeds that you have planted in our hearts so that that garden is so beautiful and so full within us that what you have planted in us, our gifts, the joy, the smiles is literally coming out of our ears. It's growing so much. That is who you have called us to be and that is the joy that we can receive being that, living that, yearning for that, bringing that to our businesses and to our customers. You are so good and faithful. You will never stop searching for us. You, are, you will never stop wanting to reconnect with each and every one of your creations made made in your image. We thank you for this calling. We thank you for this knowledge. And we ask you, Lord, to help us to implement it today. If there is anyone listening to this who is in the middle of a trial, will you equip them to know that it, they can approach this situation with pure joy, trusting that you are faithful, trusting that this isn't the end, it's only the beginning. And there is so much more waiting on the other side of that moment of growth. We thank you for this. We ask your blessings and protection over ourselves, over our families, over our customers and clients. We ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So are you ready? Are you ready to grow and be that person who is so committed to that original calling that you can find true joy, pure joy in the middle of trials, in the middle of the process, sometimes painful, of growing your business. I hope that this episode blessed you. And if you would like for other people to hear it as well, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review because that gives us the opportunity to reach others. If you are not yet a member of our free group, Faith Led Business Builders over on Facebook, make sure you go and uh, hang out with us over there. It's a wonderful opportunity to be with like-minded entrepreneurial women who are looking to create that faith connection as well as they do what they are called to do. I am super excited to see you again next time.